if I could pick one word, it's communication. Communication, getting to know your people, letting them know as the leader of your organization, what are you thinking? What do you want them to do? But they won't hear you the first five times. This is Lead with Culture. I am Kate Bowman, and on this episode, we're exploring the importance of employee engagement and how some companies are measuring the return on investment. It's a conversation we have with leaders every day, so I thought it would be fun to invite one of my team members to join me to share some insights and tools to help you increase your team's engagement. Michelle Marcus is one of Floyd's senior coaches. She is also a certified dream manager. She has an incredible background and has held a progressive series of senior management roles with seven media companies over the span of 20 plus years. Please enjoy my conversation with Michelle. Michelle, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, me too. Before we kind of dig into employee engagement, we're going to talk about ROI, all the fun things, but we thought it would be good to start with, you know, what is employee engagement? What is a good definition of it? And if you look online, there's lots of different definitions of it. And so uh, we took one from Investopedia, which defines employee engagement as a human resource concept that describes the level of enthusiasm and dedication a worker feels towards their job. Engaged employees care about their work and about the performance of the company and feel that their efforts make a difference. An engaged employee is in it for more than a paycheck and may consider their well-being linked to their performance and thus instrumental to the company's success. That's awesome. It's a great definition, right? It is. Absolutely. I heard you say feel twice. So that's, that's the hard part with employee engagement, right? It's that it's how they feel. So how do you Mm. measure how they feel? Yeah, that is, yes, that is so true, right? Because you can measure, obviously, if someone's trying to measure kind of productivity and output and what you're doing, but how are people feeling when they're coming into the office, when they're doing their work? Are they doing work that really is meaningful to them? And are they actually using their skill set, which is, you know, which is really the heart of what we want to get to employees is being able to say, hey, this is the role that we have and your skill set matches it perfectly. So you get to come in and do what you do best and it supports the organization. Yeah, a win-win. Yeah, totally. So it's such a great definition. And when you think about employee engagement, I mean, look, you're on the phone more than anyone on our team, right? Like you're talking to a lot of leaders that are contemplating, hey, what should I be doing? What program should I be implementing? And how do I really increase employee engagement? What are the conversations that you have often? Like how how are leaders today looking at employee engagement? leaders are so focused on growing their business, they need to be more focused on growing their people as well. So really, I I feel like there's two groups, right? There's two different, I put them in two different buckets. So there's one that they already have a great culture. They feel like they're doing a lot of employee development and things like that. However, they want to do that one more thing. They want to bring it to the next level. I've done a little bit, but what else can I do? So we talk about that in terms of attracting and retaining the best people. They talk a lot about measuring. How do I measure employee engagement? How do I know? It's like measuring culture. And almost every conversation I have with a leader, it ends up back talking about culture. And then employee engagement is a key piece to having a dynamic culture. Then the second group of people, I'll say they have no idea. Like they're not even plugged into their culture. They're not plugged in. Like, what do you mean? 
when I ask them questions, like I ask them a bunch of questions about what employee development programs do you have in place? And they're like, we offer these benefits and we give them this time off. And, but it's more than that. It's more than that. So we end up getting into a big conversation about their mission. Do people know what the mission is of the company and what their role plays in accomplishing that mission? So again, totally two different camps, but it's really centered around bringing out the best in people, right? And developing them and having programs that can really develop them within the organization. And that in essence helps grow the organization. Yeah. So yeah, we end up having some really good conversation around that. And then also how to measure it because a lot of people, they're not measuring it. They don't know how. It's so interesting the, that they're, that you put this these people into different buckets, right? Because we talk to so many people that they are focused on culture and they are being really intentional. But what's interesting is that I do think that so many leaders, the ones that we're talking about today, that maybe they aren't so focused on culture, they're recognizing that today they have to be. Absolutely. So they're kind of looking for those opportunities, whereas before they didn't. So you have leaders that have always kind of been, they kind of already, they already kind of embraced the Floyd philosophy of your company can only become the best version of itself to the extent that your people are becoming better versions of themselves. So they kind of already got that. But it's cool to see that so many leaders now are being more intentional about, oh, I actually have to implement some programming and development and care about my people and figure out what does that look like? What are those programs? What, what, how am I, how are leaders in my organization coaching their team to be better? That's right. It starts with the leaders. We always end up talking about that too, because they'll talk about the people. And then I start asking them about their leadership team. And then they'll talk about the fact that, oh, well, you know, you know, I have a pretty good engaged leadership team. I said, it's pretty good what you want. Ah, (laughs) right. So again, yeah. so then they start pausing and saying, yeah, I guess we have to start there. And that's where we start with the leadership team for sure. So that they understand what their mission is, right? To the overall yeah. mission. And, and that really is growing your people. So to your point, the coaching aspect of it is so important. Yeah. What a great question. That's what you get when you talk to Michelle. You get great <laughs> questions that make you think because... Yeah, it is pretty good what you want, right? We hope that if you are leading an organization that you want to have incredible people that are doing great work, you're growing. There's all those pieces. There's all those components to it. So I'm so curious with some of the leaders that you're talking to, no matter which bucket they fall into, right? Those that are already intentional about their culture and those that aren't, what do they feel are some of the immediate benefits that they're seeing when it comes to employee engagement, like those that maybe do have some programs and those that don't, do they understand the importance, the impact that it has on the bottom line of their organization? Yeah, I think they do. However, again, I'll get back to the fact that they don't really measure it, right? So they say, I feel like things are getting better and there's more energy with the teams, right? There's more communication with people. So using those words, like I feel, I see, Again, the energy in the room is better. What they're trying to do is link it to productivity, right? They need more of that linkage so that it gets back to what baseline were you at, right? So looking at those things. So if it's increasing communication between teams, 
that seems to be one that comes up quite a bit, right? This team is over here doing their thing and there's another team over here, but they're not as good as engaging together. So what specific action steps, action plans can you put in place to be more intentional about bringing those groups together? So that's really the bottom line, Kate. We end up talking a lot about what are you doing to be more intentional about increasing your employee engagement? They see it, they feel it, but they're not quite convinced. Like they'll have their CFO going, well, I'm looking at the numbers and they look good. We're not sure why they're getting better. I see they're getting better. But again, to be able to really go back and measure that is super powerful because then they get to replicate it, right? With other groups, especially if it's a larger organization. So again, some of the programs that we have, we always recommend you pilot the program in a certain area if you're a large organization, because then you put the measures in place and then you're able to specifically say, this is what we did, and then be able to mirror that in another part of your organization. Yeah. So I know a lot of leaders are that they're obviously ROI is a conversation, right? We have, Hey, ROI on anything, right? Marketing, any type of employee development, Mm -hmm. what gets measured gets managed, right? So how are you deciding how to, how do you measure ROI of employee engagement? So what are some ways that companies can do that? Because we work with a lot of leaders and we're asking that and they don't really know, right? Like they, I, I love the fact that a lot of leaders do recognize, Hey, we've been implementing coaching more, or we've been doing different programming and development of our people. And so the bottom line is going to grow, right? Because if your people grow, your company's going to grow. That just makes sense. But a lot of leaders, they want that, that line number. item, right? Like, <laughs> what, like exactly. Like if I'm investing X amount of dollars, what am I getting back? And, yeah. and like, they are, you know, it's those, it's those CFOs, especially the CFOs that want that. So what are some ways that, that people can go into uh, when, they, uh, when they do start to become intentional about increasing their employee engagement, what that looks like for their company? What are some, um, some good ways for them to start measuring the ROI? Well, every company is different, right? So you have to just really think through what, it, what are your expectations? What do you want it to deliver, right? No matter what program you put in place, what is it that you want delivered? So is it less turnover? Is it less absenteeism? Is it attracting higher quality people? There's so many different variables that you can point to. The key is getting back to that word feel, is having that type of survey. And Gallup has an awesome employee engagement survey that's super simple. As you know, we like simple. Uh, Super simple, it's 12 questions, but it really narrows down and it provides a number to those CFOs for how people feel about the work that they perform the teams and managers that they work with and for, and then the organization overall. Because that, at the end of the day, when you're moving that number, then those other variables start to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Because there there really are so many different variables. I know. Yeah, it is. It's true. And it depends on how big your team is. And like you said, like all the different departments. But what's so fun is... And interesting is when you see organizations that that do well, right? Like you see organizations that are, like you can tell the essence and energy of a company when you meet the people that work there. Absolutely. And when you go in there and you, even on the phone, right? Like if you call, I mean, we don't call anybody anymore. We're all online. <laughs> but even if you do, you talk to someone like on a, uh, like customer service or something like that, you can just tell 
if they have a team that cares about their people. Yeah. Like do people feel like they're coming into work and they're just a number or do they feel like, oh, they actually contribute. They feel yeah. like they are making an impact. And not only are they making an impact, but people want to grow. That's number one is people want to grow. They want professional development. Yeah. Yeah. They want to feel that they are getting better. I mean, yeah. that's what it is, right? We want to feel like we're making progress every day. Could you imagine if you're just going into, and you spend so much time at the office, right? You spend so much time that's at right. work. If you don't feel like you're growing or that you're using your skill set, I mean, that's the worst. How many employees come into to work thinking, my boss isn't leveraging my skills. I, they feel like they're, they, that they have so much more to offer and they're just not, they're just not being leveraged and maybe they're in the wrong role altogether. And that's something to look at. There are so many different factors, like yeah. you said, when it comes to a big topic like employee engagement. Yeah. I want to just share something with you. You said earlier about, you know, the team and you can feel the energy when you go and meet, meet a group of people. I was at a training earlier in the year. Uh, I've been working with the CEO doing coaching and I, he brought me in to do some culture training and the group, there was about 20 of his leaders in the group. And what ended up happening was, and you could feel it. They came in, they were engaged or kidding around with each other. And, but what we found out was the CEO at the time found out that they had been meeting together to solve problems. You remember how I was talking about this group wasn't really getting along with this group or they're not communicating as well. They had been meeting on their own to solve problems. And the CEO didn't even know it. I was like, wow, do you realize what an awesome team you have here? These people are engaged. The people you have right here in this room. So whatever you do, keep feeding that. So now they attend some of those, they call it the breakfast club. Some of those meetings once in a while, just to plug in and hear what they're talking about. What could they do to help maybe eliminate some of the blocks? in the organization. And that has just been an incredible employee engagement, I'll say success story, right? To see that. And then the CEO recognizes it, plugs in, what else can we give you? What else do you need? Here that he had a group that was already performing at a high level and didn't even yeah. know it. That is a, that is an amazing example because think about how many, think about how many organizations, how many people and companies are going in and all they do is complain right? They're just complaining yep. and they're at the quote unquote water cooler talking yep. about this person, that person, and it's all the gossip and all the things that make that create a toxic culture. And now you have this company and they're thinking, oh, we're not going to sit here and complain. We're just going to figure out what we need to do to keep yep. going. That is, that is like a leader's dream, right? Because a leader, yes. they get to do what they're doing. They're providing that kind of environment for people. And there's a lot of, for some, for that to happen, for that to happen, there's got to be a lot of trust in the organization, which it sounds like, obviously they have that, which, what is that? That comes from the top, right? That's like right. creating that safe environment with a great culture. Oh, I love that. That's so yeah. cool. It was great to see and experience that. And they're doing great things. Because people so, want to do good work. That's right. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And again, they really got into the whole A players versus B players, mm -hmm. C players. So why are these people, how can you take these B players and make them A players? Literally being intentional about why are they only a B? What else can we provide them? What else do they need? Or to your point earlier, are they in the wrong place? 
are they in the wrong position? Should they be in another role that will really take advantage of their skills and their experience? Yeah. So they're really digging in on that as well, which is awesome. When companies do start making culture a priority and when they start to incorporate employee development opportunities for their people, this is all the stuff that starts bubbling up, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. start to uncover all this. So obviously Matthew wrote the culture solution. He has the six immutable principles. I feel like every time we talk about anything employee re related, it, it all falls into one of those six principles, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're no th that, th every company needs to, uh, to just excel in all of those different areas. And, uh, but that's what happens when you start to have more conversations with your team members. All of these things start coming out right, and absolutely. you're able to identify, oh, I had no idea that Michelle was feeling unfulfilled about this part of the work that she does. And maybe there's an opportunity for a different role or a different position or an easier way for her to do this kind of work. I mean, right. that's what's so cool is that when you start to care about your people and have more of these conversations with them and you start creating that coaching culture, that's when not only do you see employee engagement, but you see so many other, there's so many other benefits that, uh, that you start to recognize because you're giving yeah. people the space to talk. That's right. And one of the things you had asked me earlier, you know, what do I, so when I talk to people initially is I, one of the questions I ask them is how many times do you do performance appraisals with your employees? What's the number one answer, Kate? Once annual. A year, annual. Yep, once a year. No, no, that can't be the only time, you know, that you're talking to someone and getting to know them. When I was in the corporate world, we did it monthly. Every month we met and we reviewed how are they feeling about getting their goals achieved? What could I do better? What could they do better? And then they always set up a better plan for the following month so that they were always constantly plugged in with each other. And I think it really goes back, if I could pick one word, and you've been saying it, it's communication. Communication, getting to know your people, letting them know, what are you thinking? As the leader of your organization, what, what are you thinking? What do you want them to do? And again, it gets back to Matthew says in the book, but they won't hear you the first five times. So <laughs> you, know, you have to keep communicating and over-communicating that same message. It's so important, but again, gets back to intentionality too, and being intentional about having the all hands meetings or town hall meetings, whatever you want to call them, getting people together, sharing information, letting them know, you know, what's happening. People then feel more connected to the organization as a whole. Some of the leaders, they look at it as it's a task, like it's a bad thing. It's a punishing thing for a manager to have to go through and do performance reviews. Well, no, that should be the opposite. You should want to do that. If that's your number one priority is growing your people, how else are you going to do it? We were working with a leader that said that her her team member came in and said, oh, my my quarterly review is tomorrow. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a difference that it made from going from annual to quarterly, because again, it's a conversation. Nobody should go into a quarterly review wondering what their leader oh, yeah. is going to say to them, right? Like when you're constantly oh, yeah. communicating, you wouldn't be like nervous about it. You're like, oh yeah, this is a really great opportunity for us to have a dialogue and to talk Absolutely. through some things that we maybe don't talk about all the time. What are some other questions that you ask leaders when it comes to helping them understand and see the importance of 
employee engagement opportunities. One of the questions is what employee development programs do you have in place right now? So usually depending on the position of the leader, sometimes they're like, I think we have something, maybe a financial resource or an EAP or some kind. They don't know. They don't know. That's one of the first questions that I ask them. Well, what do you have in place today? And then getting back to the, why did you put that in place? <laughs> they don't even know. It's like, again, and again, it's not their fault. It's the way it's always been. The world has changed dramatically in the last two or three years, obviously. So being more conscious of why you're doing things in that realm, growing your people, employee development, knowing what specifically you're doing and why, like, why are you doing it? Like bringing in financial resources. Well, maybe that's not what your people need. Maybe they need a health and wellness program. It's getting to, it gets back to communication, knowing your people, know what they need, and then creating a really great, robust employee development program. That's going to be meaningful to them. What do you have now? And then why do you have it? That starts a whole different conversation. Who's responsible? I work with small companies. I work with larger companies. And some of the smaller companies, it's like, well, wait a minute. Let me put that hat on because it's me. <laughs> it's an entrepreneur who's doing everything. So it's how do you manage your time? Like, where are you going to put your energy? That's going to really give you the biggest bang for your buck. And yeah. the answer should always be growing my people. Yeah, it should be, but it's oftentimes so many leaders are doing their thing, right? They have so many things going on that they're just trying to check, check box off that they're forgetting that if I help my team grow, if I help them get better, if I help, if I invest in them and their development, oh, it makes my job way easier because then you're creating a culture like the example that you shared of people that are going to figure out the answers on their own even without you, even without you knowing there was an issue. That's and right. that's really what we want to see with organizations. And that's when it can be really exciting to see how engaged team members are. What I love to see in organizations is when you have a team full of entrepreneurs, right? Like they are yeah. very entrepreneurial, but they're in the company and they that's love right. what they do and they don't take their role lightly. They're like, no. this is an important role that that's I right. get to do. Yeah. I talked to someone yesterday, it was, and I said, how many direct reports do you have? He goes, none. He goes, but I want to be a leader in the organization in my own way. I thought that is so cool. That's the perfect example, right? That I said, what if the company was filled with people like you? He goes, we're <laughs> growing now. I can't imagine what it would be like. We could talk all day long why leaders need to make culture a priority. Employee engagement is, is something that is uh, not only important, but it's, when it comes to being intentional about putting things in place, whether it's internal coaching, whether it's outside resources, whether it's bringing some types of employee development and programming into the organization, these things are, obviously there's lots of ways to measure the ret your return on investment and you get to do that, right? Like everyone, like you said, every company is very different and you can determine, okay, if we, I think no matter if you're putting in an employee development or a marketing strategy or any other strategy in the business, you want to figure out how am I going to measure the success of this Absolutely. so that we know, is it working after a year, six months, or however long you're going to give it? Uh, but knowing that it does take some time, especially depending on how large the organization is. 
smaller companies, they might see an impact immediately, whereas larger companies, it's going to take a little bit more time. And um, obviously, we have the Dream Manager program, which uh, Michelle talks to people about every single day. And uh, after reading uh, Matthew Kelly's book, The Dream Manager, so anyone that is listening, if you're interested in just discovering a little bit more of some programming that can help employee engagement, uh, we definitely recommend you read The Dream Manager. And Michelle, uh, just share a little bit kind of overview of what is a dream manager. So high level, it's um, so it's a game changer, right? This is for I feel like this is definitely for those companies that already have a great culture, but they want to bring it to the next level because this is the ultimate employee benefit, unique employee benefit. And it's 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 a life coaching program, basically, that you bring in house for your people. And again, it's it really is very comprehensive. So if you have Again, financial resources, health and wellness, this is all comprehensive. It's all in one. And you really get to know your people. You're meeting with people once a month. Really, they're becoming more self-aware, more intentional about their life, creating strategic plans for their life, which in essence brings those strategic skills back into the organization. It's a game changer for many companies. Yeah. Everyone needs a dream manager. Every organization needs a dream manager. Yeah. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for for being part of this episode. This was so fun. And uh, we hope that you got something out of this episode. We hope that you're asking yourself that question of, hey, what are you doing? What programs are are you implementing right now to help increase employee engagement and employee engagement, company culture, all of these things, they work together. So uh, let's be more intentional about uh, about how you do that. And if uh, there's any way we can support you, let us know. And you can learn more about The Dream Manager at thedreammanager.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you got something out of it. We encourage you to take a look at what are the things that you're doing in your organization today to help increase employee engagement, to help increase and improve the culture of your organization because that's what it's really about. Our hope is that every time you listen to Lead With Culture, you're taking one thing, at least one thing away from every episode. Even if that means just asking yourself different questions to reconsider how you might be leading your team right now. So Michelle asked the question, what are you doing today to improve employee engagement? How does that look in your organization? Even if that means that you're just focused on coaching your people because your number one role as a leader is to help your people grow. I definitely encourage you to check out thedreammanager.com. And of course, you can also check out Matthew Kelly's best-selling book, The Dream Manager. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, lead with culture. Culture.